Hello, and welcome to Cartoon Camp for Cartoon Boys, the only Cartoon Network fan cast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Kat, and this week we looked at three different current Cartoon Network shows. So, Kyle, what is the Cartoon Network of today? From my understanding, based on the three episodes of current Cartoon Network television shows that we watch, Cartoon Network today is all about helping children pretend that they're high. That was what I got out of it, too. That's exactly what I was going to say, genuinely. Like, it's stoner television made for children instead of stoners. Yeah, yeah, that's precisely what it is. So, this week we watched The Amazing World of Gumball, we watched Regular Show, and we watched Uncle Grandpa. Um, what a lineup. What a lineup. Do you want to kind of break down for the folks at home why we took an unconventional approach this week? I think we were just feeling really down this week. Yeah. And we we're, we had a we had a rough week. We're sitting here. It's Wednesday night. We hadn't recorded the podcast yet when we usually record it a few days in advance. So when we were sitting around trying to think of what we wanted to watch... We really just wanted to watch cartoons. Yeah. I had a crappy day. I didn't feel like I could handle anything aimed at adults, um, because mine is not the mind of an adult. Mine is the mind of a child, and I needed age-appropriate television. So we sat down and we did a little bit of a cartoon blitz. Each of these episodes was like 12 minutes long. We watched three of them. Um, and so that's what our focus is going to be. And they got progressively worse yes, as they went along. Absolutely, they did. I want to start out, because we, we are not strangers to cartoons meant for children. Uh, we, we watch quite a few cartoons in meant fact, for children. during this entire like week in which I have been feeling pretty down, I've been re-watching Gravity Falls. And I've watched like three seasons of Gravity Falls in the last four days. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to just talk a little bit about our past of adults watching cartoons meant for children. When we watch The Flash, we give you our speed um, bona fides. And this time around, we got to give you our cartoon bona fides. Exactly. <laughs> so I think like the first one that I can remember us as adults watching is Phineas and Ferb. Love Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I watched that a lot when I I was like a teen and I was nannying. And at a certain point in that summer that I was nannying, I got very tired of doing my job. So I just made them watch Phineas and Ferb with me all the time. And they were very much like, let's go outside and play in the sunshine. And I would be like, no, we're watching Phineas and Ferb in here. Shut up. But like, I remember Phineas and Ferb like feeling like a very new thing and that it was a cartoon that was like imagining its characters complexly yeah and it also like is i think unique insofar as that it didn't have any sort of villain character like no one in that show was like a bad guy well like it, it even went even further and like having a bad guy that they just spent most of their time humanizing yeah, because Doofenshmirtz is obviously the best character in the show, and he's nominally a villain, but actually he's, like, the most likable dude, and he is very, like, human. Yeah, and they, like, spend a lot of time, like, talking about how, like, he had a rough childhood. Yeah. And things such as that, and why he ended up the way that he did. 
And then all of the actual child characters, like, don't fall into that trap of, like, oh, we need to appeal to kids, let's have them be really snotty. Because kids secretly want to be snotty, so it's some sort of, like, snotty wish fulfillment. Like, but all the kids on Phineas and Ferb are just, like, really solid dudes, <laughs> and they're just, like, enthusiastic and kind and, like, passionate about various things, and it's just really refreshing because there's no um, imposed like teenage cynicism on these childlike characters they're just kind of full of joy and wonder and they're nice to each other mm -hmm. and the other thing that i think that phineas and ferb really uh set forth was uh, a song i uh, like an original song per episode that they knocked out of the park every time mm -hmm. yup but i feel like that was a big trend that mm. came from phineas and ferb mm -hmm. and then from there I think we went to Adventure Time. Yeah. Yes, big time Adventure Time fans, for sure. Mm -hmm. I think I started watching with like the first season, and I'm still watching now. Yeah, and I, like Adventure Time to me is kind of the crown jewel because it's it has complex like stories, not in terms of plot complexity, but in terms of like emotional complexity. Yeah, they get to like some deep places mm -hmm. with like actual tapping into real like feelings, but it done in like a very whimsical, sweet way all the time, but still not shying away from like some dark stuff. Yeah, and like the other thing that it does is it really like it, it treats its audience with a lot of respect going especially into like their avant garde episodes. Because some of, like, the episodes, just in terms of, like, plot structure and pieces like that, went into some really weird places that I don't think any other children's show would have ever thought could work. Yeah, and it also goes into some, like, really unique places in terms of animation and experimenting with uh, just different styles in various episodes. And I feel like they just give the artists a lot of freedom. And it leads to, like, some cool places. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that kind of, like, because Adventure Time has obviously been a huge success because they're on, like, I don't know, 10 seasons, something like that. Yeah. So I feel like that really set the groundwork for what Cartoon Network is today. But I feel like most of the shows on Cartoon Network, based on our small understanding now, didn't really learn the lessons that Adventure Time was teaching. But at the same time, like, we are skipping over, like, a few that I don't watch, but I know you watch that, like, uh, Steven Universe that kind of came directly from the staffs of Adventure Time. Yeah, specific shout-outs to various other cartoons that I watched, giving you a little bit of an insight into um, maybe why it is that we haven't seen some shows that most other humans have seen. I spend my time watching. Um, yeah, I've watched a lot of Steven Universe I'm not, like, the biggest fan in the world, but I think that it's, like, a, g a good show. Yeah, it's a like, cool I, show. I don't know, like, I've never watched it, but what it seems to be the kind of strongest point that people talk a lot about is, like, its representation, which is really awesome. Oh, yeah, in terms of, like, like people of color and different, like, body types and, like, being gender fluid and gender neutral, Steven Universe, like, crushes it. The storyline's... And the animation style don't, like, really do it for me, but that's okay. Um, Over the Garden Wall, 
I feel like if you took a like dis- like a prestige cartoon. Yeah, I feel like if you if you took like I feel like if you took a Decemberists song and then you turned it into a cartoon it would be that but different. Well, for the Garden Wall, I'm sure it's already a Decemberist title. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to come up with another thing to combine it with. Like if you took a Decemberists if you took all of the vibes of the Decemberists and then you combined it with like like just from the small bits that I've seen it seems like it could be like kind of a like it if you were inspired by Adventure Time and mm-hmm. took a Decemberist. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. But that one also like goes to some pretty deep emotional places. I feel like like that cartoon actually watching over the garden wall doesn't necessarily make me <laughs> feel the same kind of like uh careless cartoon joy that other things do. It kind of makes me feel pretty like melancholy and like thoughtful. Um and then like Gravity Falls is not Cartoon Network, it's Disney, but it's very very adventure time esque in terms of getting pretty weird and then like being also very like sweet and genuine and whimsical and also having a lot of um self-referential like intelligent humor and also being full of mysteries and puzzles did you know that there's like a code in the credits of every gravity falls episode that you can like solve i did not like numerology like the only thing that i know about gravity falls is that they seem to have cast entirely from adult cartoons that we watch, yeah. like Rick and Morty and Bob's Burgers. Yeah. So I just keep thinking that you're watching some weird hybrid show where Luis from Bob's Burgers is interacting with a Justin Roiland character from Rick and Morty. <laughs> and what I'm imagining in my head has to be better than what Gravity Falls is, regardless of how good it might be. I think that's fair. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the world of cartoons for kids that are accessible to adults is expanding is in a really good place, but I do think that that has led to some pretty mediocre shit on the Cartoon Network that we watched today, where they're trying to hit that market, and they're just... Kind of well in at least two of the three failing mm. in a miserable and disheartening way. Yeah, and it did, and it just to go back kind of to because we've we've talked about cartoons that we have watched as adults, but those aren't like by any means the first cartoons that have appealed to adults. Oh, but I yeah. feel like almost it is almost like a new age of cartoons that really truly are appealing both to children and adults for the same reason yeah it's not just like oh here's a sly wink wink in the background Mm -hmm. so if you're an adult you at least have something to giggle about that the child like isn't picking up on yeah Um, but like even more because like there are some shows like i think of like cow and chicken oh yeah like just that as children you don't really like it's almost like they were made more for adults. I don't necessarily think that they were great I don't for know adults. Who cow and chicken yeah. was made for? Unless there's someone who lives in the nightmare realm. But it's like a lot of like cow and chicken and Rocco's Modern Life. There was like a time on Nickelodeon when we were children that that was kind of the main fair. Mm-hmm. But I don't really feel like children ever got it, and it wasn't really because like. There were some shows that were made for children that would have like innuendo and things in the background just to kind of 
entertain parents that children would completely ignore. Mm -hmm. But some of those shows felt like they were more meant for adults and children could just kind of not know what was happening and it wouldn't matter. But like Rocco's Modern Life, for instance, was always like very bleak, like corporate yeah. drone life. And when I watched it as a child, I, I certainly didn't understand what was going on, but I felt the just like apathy and like existential angst that that show was putting yeah. out in the world and it made me uncomfortable like i think if you want to know like why people hate millennials it's probably <laughs> because our cartoons were really super weird <laughs> well i mean to be fair we also had such as like hey arnold and rugrats and Ru well you love rugrats i uh, still don't know uh, get the appeal but that's okay but like hey arnold if you want to talk about a show that's like creating empathy and going into like some some like emotional places that's a really good example yeah we we watched we, some hey arnold recently oh we rewatched one because we were i don't remember why well it's the one where the um immigrant character they teach him how to read I yeah, can't remember his name, Oscar. but should, yeah, Oscar. It's, and it's just Oscar a really sweet episode where they teach him how to read. He just walks around and is really proud of himself because he navigates his way through the city by reading the signs finally. And it made me really sad, but I also really liked just impersonating Oscar. <laughs> anyway. All right. So should we jump in here? Yeah, let's do what, it. What order do you want to do this in? Because we watched... In an order where it went from very enjoyable to very unenjoyable. Yeah. So I don't know if, if we that, if, if that's, that's a our fun best. way to structure the. <laughs> uh, On the other hand, I feel like somehow this episode about cartoons has so far been like reasonably serious. So maybe we should start with the fun one. Well, yeah, this is the episode where we get serious about cartoons. I just really love cartoons. We're gonna we're, we're sending the audience down, saying, "Hey, listen, we have a lot of fun here." <laughs> well, let's get serious this week. We've had a tough week. We just want to talk to you about a serious subject that's very near and dear to our heart. We're not all goofs. Like, we, we, we've got serious thoughts sometimes. We're not just always acting like we're dumb to we make fun of television. Emotions. Yeah. We have real opinions and considered thoughts and analytical minds. Yeah, and I'm calling it right here. We're not going to say anything funny. No. For the rest of the episode. So if you came here to listen to two people make jokes about television, then you can get the fuck out. Get out of here. Hey, this is you take out those cartoon talk. You take out those earbuds and you walk away, motherfucker. Unsubscribe because this isn't for you anymore. <laughs> We're serious now. It's Cartoon Town. All right. So, yes, let's jump in. So what, what's the title of this show? Are we starting with Gumball? Yeah. Okay, so the full title is The Amazing World of Gumball. And we watched Season 4, Episode 27, The Awkwardness. So before we jump into the events of the episode, which should be pretty quick to sum up, let's just talk about the world and characters of The Amazing Adventures of Gumball. The Amazing World of Gumball. The Amazing World of Gumball. Um, I think the coolest thing about this, aside from just the general like laid-back vibe uh is the art style yeah it's is like cool. so cool so what it is is it's essentially 
I, I actually couldn't tell if it was real photos or just like photorealistic CG. I'm seemed to maybe be a mix of both. Yeah, but I'm 99% sure that most of it was actual just photographs. Yeah, like so it's a, like so that's the backgrounds and then the characters themselves are very traditional 2D animation. So it's just 2D animation interacting in a very photorealistic world. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty cool but it's also not like the background is just a two-dimensional backdrop against which they're set. Like, they interact with it, and they go, you know, into the background and into the foreground. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you know, like a bus will turn down the street at perpendicular to, you know, the camera, mm-hmm. um, and so you'll see it. So, it, it's driving into the photograph. Yeah, it's not it just, all... like, cartoons set on top of yeah. a photo. It's... And it all it all like works together really well. It mm-hmm. all feels like it meshes in a nice way. Yeah. And then also some of like the animation itself is different. Like some of it almost looks like claymation y and then some of it looks like some of like the background characters looked like super like nineteen twenties, like mm-hmm. wavy, weird, you know, and then the main characters were I mean pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and like they were able to mix the styles together really seamlessly. Mm-hmm. Like it never seems like it's trying to draw attention to itself. Yeah, for like sure. it's not like oh, here's the stop motion section or anything like that. Um, so what 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 characters like it, and not even just for this episode, just kind of in general. Like it's so we've got Gumball, Gumball, which is cat. a cat, which uh, I wouldn't be able to tell if not for the fact that Hulu told us that it was a cat. Yeah, um, of indeterminate gender. Oh really? I, I, I assumed is, it was a boy. I I think it's I think they're a boy, but I I couldn't tell you for sure, honestly. Like let, let's just say boy for now. Okay. But um, but then it, it the world seemed to be made up of of like animals that were anthropomorphized, <laughs> yeah. food that was anthropomorphized. <laughs> And then just, like, alien creatures. Yes. Oh, and also some, like, household objects that were anthropomorphized. Oh, I miss those. What type of household objects oh, well, did like, you see? Like the, little, like, the little light bulb man who said all the funny things. Oh, I thought he was just, like, a little alien. I didn't oh. know he was supposed to be a light bulb. Well, I thought he was, like, a light bulb wearing a diaper. <laughs> That's what I wrote down <laughs> in my notes, so... Well, I like it either way. <laughs> so, yeah, so, like, I just thought that was interesting that they didn't really have any one go-to thing for what the characters were it was just kind of anything anthropomorphized but like there was a lot of anthropomorphized food that was eating non-anthropomorphized food (laughs) Uh and pieces like that so let's jump into this episode um so it's gumball the cat and it opens up right away with with no hesitation with a rap about ketchup there was a small so the very opening scene is just him opening up a fridge and seeing that his bottle of ketchup is empty. And he launches straight into a rap about how much he loves. He launches through his front door <laughs> and then starts rapping towards the camera. Yes. And he raps about how much he loves ketchup and the many uses of ketchup. And it's like, it's a good rap. Yeah, it's like a legit rap. It's yeah. not like a cartoon rap that you might have. Like, Could you give an example of the type of cartoon rap that one would imagine might might be in like a cartoon of of our day a a mediocre cartoon hi i'm gumball and i'm here to say playgrounds are a great place to spend your day no it's got to be about ketchup oh hi i'm gumball and i'm here to say ketchup is great 
I can't think of a rhyme with say. That's sad. <laughs> that r- relates to ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's actually like... He he drops a pretty sick beat. Yeah, and there's like some some interesting rhyme schemes going on. Mm-hmm. It's good work. Yeah, and I'm, it made me curious if because like my initial thought going back to the Phineas and Ferb that it's definitely started a trend of having music per episode in cartoons. Mm-hmm. As I wonder if he does a rap every episode. Yeah, but like I think that wouldn't it be more fun if it was just like every like. 15th episode there's just or if a random, that was the only or rap. if that was the only rap mm-hmm. like that's kind of in my head what i'm imagining and that makes it a lot better so i don't want him to do i don't want him to be like the cool rapping cat i want it to be like when gumball is in a situation where he needs more catch-up that is when he raps do you have any memories of the video game parappa the rapper absolutely not can you oh. tell me about it no <laughs> Oh, now I need to know. I, we'll look it up later. I just, there's nothing I could tell you with words about Parappa the Rapper. I've, I don't think I've ever heard of that. Like, it was like the, the original rhythm game. Oh. Okay. Did you rap in it? I, I've never played it, but it just... Oh. It, no, it just has, <laughs> like, much like a lot of the shows that we cover on this podcast it just takes a lot of mental room (laughs) in my mind despite the fact that i've never played it imagine (laughs) a friend told you hey i'm gonna go play this really cool new game parappa the rapper do you want to come over and you said and you said no and then you went up into your room alone and imagined what the game might be No, because it's much worse than like a friend like having it and playing it, it was, no i would someone. like be at walmart and like <laughs> i would see it and like they might have like a, a demo copy of it but i wouldn't try it because i i, I was all i don't know it never felt right playing the demo <laughs> copies at walmart no that's dirty so i can't I do just, that i would just like know that a game existed called parappa the rapper but at that age, without the internet, I had no way of learning anything more about it. Um, I kind of what what episode number of our podcast is this? I believe eight. Okay, I want to do a supercut of just what you've revealed about your childhood in these eight episodes, and see just how bleak a picture it paints. <laughs> so I feel like I haven't said that much about like my childhood memories. Well, we you didn't have your, a TV as a child. We get so to your there's stuff. There's not as many connections. At least once per episode, we talk about your your like childhood experiences, but they're always fucking sad. Yeah, we can talk quickly about your childhood and how it relates to this podcast because you just didn't have wood. a television. Yeah, I ran free in the woods and forests. And look what you've become: wild dogs, picked <laughs> berries from the sagebush. Didn't have siblings or friends or a television or... <laughs> you had your imagination, though, but you just didn't have the aid of TV promos to help your imagination. <laughs> okay, so he raps about how he lacks ketchup and he heads towards the store. But while he is walking towards the store, he gets ran into by a hot dog man. And not not like a man who sells hot dogs. A man who is a hot dog. A man who is a hot dog. He's got cool sunglasses. He's got a little a little fun hair piece that kind of looks like mustard. Mm-hmm. He's a hot dog man. 
Yeah, and so they run into each other, and the hot dog man drops his phone, and they are very awkward about trying to pick up the phone. They, like, accidentally hold hands. They accidentally smush their faces together. <laughs> and they it, like, goes through their kind of interior thoughts. And I don't know if these character, like, this character has been in the show before, but they make it clear that, like, they have interacted before and it's always been incredibly awkward. Yeah, so both of their interior monologues are got basically just like, oh, this guy is so awkward. This is so uncomfortable. Let's just get this over with. So then they both kind of turn away and start walking, but they're both walking in the same direction. Mm -hmm. And so then their interior monologues are each just like, oh, God, are we walking to the same place? When is he going to turn um, type of thing? Mm -hmm. And they end up kind of just awkwardly walking side by side all the way to and it just store. goes through like a montage of various things that they try to do to avoid each other but they always end up in the same place yeah. they, uh, end they up get on off, the... get on a like one of them gets on the bus and then the next one gets on at the next stop and it's a super overcrowded bus so they're smushed together on the bus um, which got us our first great line from the light bulb in a diaper. Yeah, because um, uh, Gumball is kind of panting because it's really hot in the bus. And so Hot Dog Guy is like, could you please not breathe directly into my mouth? And Gumball's like, ah, sorry. Ah. And so he turns his head to the opposite side, to like the left. And then he's breathing hard into like another guy's face so then he like tries to look up but there's a tall guy so he breathes into his face so then he looks down and he's breathing heavily but then he notices this little light bulb man in a diaper and he's just like sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and the little light bulb man in a diaper is just like i don't mind <laughs> he was a delightful character it was wonderful so eventually they end up uh going to the grocery store which is where they are both heading um, along the way, they get in an elevator and have a lot of problems. Well, they uh, when they get in the elevator, Gumball's like, let's just acknowledge that this is really awkward, and let's just, like, understand that we're on this journey together. And how about we both tell each other our, our most embarrassing secrets, and that way nothing will be awkward anymore, because it'll all be, like, we'll have already said the most awkward thing. So then... <laughs> Their awkward, like, embarrassing secrets are Gumball's like, I have a secret thumb in my tail. And he, like, peels. He just says a uh, nail. Yeah, he says, I have a nail in my tail. But then he, like, peels back the end of his little kitty cat like, kind tail. Kind of like a banana. And it's, like, a human thumb. And it's <laughs> horrifying. Um, and then Hot Dog Man takes off his, his hair and it's a wig. And it turns out he just has a little hot dog, you know, butthole thing mm -hmm. like hot dogs have. <laughs> Um, so then they get out, they run to the bathroom, and uh, Gumball runs into a stall and says, like, thank God I'm finally somewhere where I can be alone, and the hot dog runs in right after, uh, thinking that he would be alone in that stall. They get stuck in the stall, uh, they start climbing up, uh, like, backs together, feet on the walls of the stalls to try to get out, light bulb diaper comes into the bathroom and they squish him with the stall door when it collapses <laughs> and he just kind of says i don't mind yeah. again <laughs> can they, you do it in the light bulb man voice please i don't mind well yeah he's kind of british dragon i don't mind yeah that was good <laughs> 
then they get to the grocery store and they kind of... Uh, oh, this is where there's another rap break. Yeah, so he uh, Gumball, thinking that he is finally alone, goes on another rap break. He gets his ketchup, he gets in line, he keeps thinking that he sees the hot dog man, um, but it's not, it's there's things that seem like they are the hot dog man, and then he looks back again, oh, it is the hot dog man. So they both start running, Gumball says, like, what are you doing? I'm trying to run away from you. Hot dog man says, no, I'm trying to run away from you. They run out the front door of the grocery store, making the, uh, like... Best detectors go off, and then we get the best line of the entire episode. I don't even know if I'm up to it, but I'm going to do my best. Yeah, so I'll I'll set the scene for you. There's a like just like kind of two blobbish characters, no real distinguishing features, and it's like a mom and a child. And when uh, Gumball and the hot dog run through the uh, detectors, the child points at them, and what does he say? Look, mother, larceny. Oh, it was so good. It was amazing. Such a good line. This episode had a lot of, like, choice quotes in just 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's why it was the best. Yeah. Um, and, was, and so they get, like, stopped by a mall cop and run away from the mall cop and eventually, like, kind of knock him out. And um, Gumball pays the, co- like, the mall guard while he's knocked out. He just, like, throws some change at him. For the ketchup, mm-hmm. and then he leaves with his ketchup, finally. Yep. And uh, as, like, so they, uh, once Gumball and the hot dog are out of the store, they both, like, start walking their separate ways, but then the light bulb and a diaper comes out, and, like... Starts walking the same way as Gumball, and then looks at him, and he's like, Haha, we're walking the same way, this is awkward. And then Gumball just kind of picks him up and throws him in a trash can and is like, sorry, man, I can't do it. And then the light bulb man once again just goes, I don't mind. (laughs) End of episode. End of episode. So what did you think of the amazing world of Gumball? I give it nine out of ten Gumballs. I would definitely watch another episode. Oh, heck yeah. I completely plan on watching more episodes. Like, it was just really comforting and laid back and um hysterically funny and i kind of want to come back to this and compare and contrast because i think that this show and the two shows the two other shows we watch have like a lot of similarities but it's just kind of execution that gumball gets right that the other two don't absolutely yeah. All right, so let's go on to the next one, okay. which is Regular Show. So we watched Regular Show, Season 5, Episode 3, Benson's Car. Um, give me the setup for Regular Show. Yeah, that's just like, because I feel like if we talk through kind of what the world as we understand it is, and then we can do a very quick summation of the episode, because mm-hmm. not very much happens. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I have memories of Regular Show, because like, back when we would watch... um adventure time i would see like commercials for it Mm -hmm. and it never appealed to me at all because it's it it seems to me that it basically just be about like a stoner bird and a stoner raccoon i thought he was a squirrel maybe he's a squirrel no kind of an indeterminate creature i think he is a raccoon actually in retrospect because in my head the whole time we were watching the show i was like it's a weird looking squirrel why would they draw a squirrel that way (laughs) Yeah, it seemed, because like, it almost seems like re- reminiscent of like 
Beavis and Butthead or something, but yeah. without like any of the cultural touchstones of that show. Yeah. Like it's just like two stonerish characters doing stonerish things. Yeah. Um and I I couldn't really figure out the world of what it is. Like I have vague memories of them like working at like a country club, but it I, didn't really seem like a country club it at all. It seemed like they just worked at that dude's house. Because it's just like a dude named Ronson who is a Benson. gumball. Oh, Benson, who is a gumball machine. Mm-hmm. And he's their boss. And the uh, it's Mordecai and... Rigby. Rigby. Mordecai's the bird mm-hmm. and Rigby's the raccoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so they l- work at this dude's house. But like it, it, om- it almost seemed to me like it was like a nursing home or something because there seemed to be like a lot of older weird characters living there okay i could kind of pick up that vibe yeah but like it it, it's like similar to gumball but like much worse because it didn't seem to have any real like character design but it was just kind of like all of the characters are just random things because like Mm -hmm. those two like the two main characters are just like animals Benson's a gumball machine, but then there was like a guy that was both pizza and like an ox head. Yeah. There's, there's a guy that just has a very large, like round head. But then there was like a mechanic and like other people that they interacted with, which are, and like the cops that were just straight up humans. Yeah. No, yeah. It was boring. I don't yeah. know. This whole show was boring. <laughs> it was very boring. So let's just run through what happened. Um, on the episode. So Mordecai and Rigby are watching a movie. Um, and through some mishaps, the remote flies out of the window and smashes the windshield of Benson's car. And they're like, oh no, man, we broke our boss's car window. Let's go. Well, they're not surfer guys. They're way more boring. Like if it was two surfer dudes, I could get into that. But it's just like the most like stereotypical like stoner voice. It's just like. I, I can't even really do it, but they're definitely not surfers. Oh, well, maybe I'm just trying to spice it up. Or maybe to <laughs> me, that's just what stoners sound like, is they sound like surfers, and I don't have the keen ear that you do to discern the difference between the two. I'll stop trying to do the voices. They're like, oh no, we brought we broke our boss's car windshield. How fix? So they end up stealing the boss's car keys, and they steal the car, and they go try to get it fixed. The windshield fix, like, meanwhile, the boss reports his car is stolen, and then he hires a... It's, it, he hires Dog the Bounty he Hunter. He hires Dog the Bounty Hunter. But for Hunter. some reason, Dog the Bounty Hunter is from the future mm-hmm. and has, like, a high-tech, like, missile gun. And you keep thinking that there will be some sort of joke about that missile gun that will pay off, because that's entirely what the character does, is talk about his missile gun. But it, there's no joke. Nope. No. Um, yeah, and he's just literally, like, they don't call him Dog the Bounty Hunter. Like, his name is just, like, Jack or something like call that. Him bring him back, Jack. Bring him back, Jack. But he, like, the character design is just straight up Dog the Bounty Hunter. And I think this is only an episode from, like, last season. Mm-hmm. So it's far, far after Dog the Bounty Hunter had any type of cultural meaning in our world. This is true. So futuristic Dog the Bounty Hunter goes to track them down. Meanwhile, they get the car windshield fixed, they bring it back, but, oh, they brought the car back, and Dog the Bounty Hunter was there waiting for them. There's a fight And the earlier scene, Dog the Bounty Hunter, like, agreed to take less pay if he could kill the people who stole the car. 
because he says that there's no violence allowed in the future and he like loves violence. Oh, actually there was like one line in this episode that I did laugh at, which was, um, him saying that he would take lower pay. And then he says, you're lucky. I like fantasy violence in adult situations so much. <laughs> and he runs out. It was a good line. I like that. That was the only good part of the episode. Yep. Um, anyway, so he shoots at them with his laser gun and then the, it it just kind of ends. I don't know. I just, I ran out of interest in the middle of this. Sentence. Like essentially, like he, the bounty hunter just kind of destroys the entire house, and then Mordecai and what's his name go to Benson and are like, "Hey, we were the ones who took your car. We were just getting it fixed. Get your bounty hunter like off of us." So Benson like jumps in front of them. The bounty hunter then like charges up an ion gun and accidentally shoots it at them and benson is able to like dive and get mordecai and what's his name out of the way but it destroys his car so that's kind of just where the episode ends is that the bounty hunter has destroyed his house and his car the end the end yeah um regular show is like hey i feel like people like to do drugs and watch cartoon network what if we made a show that was about stoners for stoners, but with none of the whimsy or bright colors? Like, that was, like, the thing, is that um, in contrast to the next episode we'll cover, this was, like, television for stoners, but let's be, like, they were essentially were stoners. Let's be super lazy about it and not try it all, compared to... Uncle Grandpa, Ugh. which is the next show we watched, which I've never seen anything that is trying too hard. It was simultaneously trying so hard and yet was so lazy mm -hmm. because it was trying so hard to be like, whoa, so funny, random, crazy. It but was throwing literally everything. Yeah. At it. Everything. Like, it was... they, they, there was zero editing involved in the process. They just, if there was an idea, they put it in, no matter how much it might conflict with another idea that was already in the episode. Yes, and it was just a hot mess. So what episode did we watch? Oh, this was season two, episode two, Body Trouble. So, what is Uncle Grandpa? I don't fucking know, nor do I care to know. Okay, no, okay. Uncle Grandpa, I don't know why he's called Uncle Grandpa. He lives in a van with a photograph of a tiger. He looks kind of like a sailor, maybe, he like looks... in his style, and he's got like a long um, ginger mustache, like handlebar mustache. He looks like a pervert. He is a pervert. This is a show for perverts, and I hate it. Um, <laughs> maybe a little bit too harsh no 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 i think you can call uncle grandpa a pervert i don't think you can call the listen or the watchers of uncle grandpa pervert no i will give no quarter to uncle grandpa kyle like i'm gonna say this to our listeners right now hey listeners who stuck around after we announced that there would be no jokes Thanks for sticking with us. I appreciate that you're still here. But if you watch and enjoy Uncle Grandpa, get the fuck out. Get out of my podcast now. I feel like we're being really mean this. Like, <laughs> is our goal this episode to try to lose 
what listener base we have. I just feel like we've been getting too popular and we need to really find out who are the true fans. <laughs> so, Uncle Grandpa, they it's a it's a pervert who lives in an RV <laughs> with um his, what what he calls belly bag, which uh. is a uh, fanny pack that he wears that has a mouth. Yeah. Um a picture of a tiger i I guess that's confusing because it's like they don't live with a picture of a tiger they live with a tiger but the tiger is for some reason a photorealistic photo yeah of a tiger rather than being drawn like the rest of the show yes it is an unanimated Um, picture of a tiger yeah a frankenstein a um lizard man lizard man i, I liked the lizard man I did he like was the an enjoyable man. character and then also a pizza a piece of pizza whose name is pizza steve yeah um so they all live in an rv together at the beginning of the episode the rv is parked on the side of a very steep cliff and uh defying uncle, gravity yeah uncle yeah. grandpa is um excitedly telling belly bag I hate saying it so much. I hate much. everything about this. Um, that today is cake day because it's the day after Sunday. Yep. Belly Bag pulls out a recipe book to help Uncle Grandpa, who, um, and again, Belly Bag is a fanny pack that Uncle Grandpa is wearing that has a mouth um, to and, help. And how does it manipulate the recipe book, etc.? It, like, sticks arms out of its mouth? No, also, though. It uses its very long and gross, nasty tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is Bellybag is telling Uncle Grandpa the cake recipe, but Uncle Grandpa keeps spicing it up with his own gross things, which makes Bellybag angry. Uh, so, Bellybag and Uncle Grandpa have a fight about this. And in a moment in which I could literally see Cat crawl outside of her skin... <laughs> Belly Bag decides that he wants to separate from Uncle Grandpa and Grandpa Uncle? Uncle Grandpa. Uncle Grandpa. And you would assume that Belly Bag, being a fanny pack, would just disconnect from Uncle Grandpa's body, as he literally had done earlier in the episode. Yeah. But no. Belly Bag reaches two arms out of its little weird mouth and attaches marionette strings to Uncle Grandpa's body and walks itself away from Uncle Grandpa's head, revealing that Belly Bag is actually the body and Uncle Grandpa is just the head. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. It made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. It made me... Cease wanting to be human, and I tried to become couch instead. I said, hmm, where am I sitting? Couch? I am couch now. I am not cat. Because I hated it. I hated hated everything that was happening. It was really bad. And essentially the rest of the episode, they just, like, belly bag spins it trying to find a new head, and Uncle Grandpa spins it trying to find a new body. It's all just kind of visual sight gags. None of them work. And it's and it's just everything is so like garishly garishly 
garishly. Everything is so garishly colored that it feels like an assault on your retinas. Like I kind of wanted to call the police on this color scheme because it hurt to look at and the sound hurt to listen to because it was just crash, bang, whiz, whee, like over and over and over. And it was just an assault on every possible sense. Like if the TV show could have like reached out and forced a handful of garbage into my mouth to involve my sense of taste and this assault on my senses, it would have. But fortunately, the technology does not yet exist. Oh, it exists. The government has that. Well, don't fucking tell the people at Uncle Grandpa because they'll do that to me. No, I'm just kidding. I'll never watch this show again. So yeah, so essentially they switch bodies and heads around and eventually they reconcile when the RV starts falling off the cliff and they come together to try to make a cake that they both could enjoy for the RV to land in. Yes, somehow them coming together and making a cake leads to that cake being on the ground and then the like the RV lands in the cake and they don't die and then they all eat cake. And we thought, thank God, finally, this episode is over. We never have to watch Uncle Grandpa again. But wait, there was more. And I don't know how to describe it, and I don't want to describe it. Mm-mm. There was just like a very, like a minute and a half little segment Well, at what the happened end. is these motherfuckers made an episode that was only like 10 minutes and 30 seconds long, and they went, we are garbage people. <laughs> Let's not try to make any more of the actual plot. Um, let's just add on, like, a couple, like, a minute and a half here at the end of a completely rant other different thing that is unrelated yeah. to the episode. And essentially all it is is Uncle Grandpa puts on a tuxedo, uh, gets into an elevator. Then all of the other characters that we've seen, plus some more, like, are getting on and off the elevator while Uncle Grandpa's on there. But, like, there's some horrible fart humor and then, There's just a series of smells, and the joke is just like, sometimes smells stay in elevators even after mm-hmm. the person who made the smells has left. So then, like, everybody else leaves the elevator, Uncle Grandpa gets to his final destination, which is, like, the Arctic, and then he gets out, and there's, like, a group of penguins, and he goes and stands with the penguins. Finally, end of episode. Uh, yeah, just a sharp downhill slope there i'm really angry just talking about uncle grandpa made me i don't know why i had such a visceral reaction i haven't hated anything this much since like two broke girls and i'm I'm trying to keep positive and i and i'm trying to be happy about the cartoon times and i just got i had a lot of anger engendered in me from uh watching uncle grandpa i don't necessarily know exactly where it's coming from So let's do some compare and contrast here. Yeah. What worked about Gumball that didn't work about the regular show or Uncle Grandpa? Like, I think that it was just that it, it felt like the people who were making it were invested and were trying to make something that, like, they would genuinely enjoy watching. It wasn't trying to pander and it wasn't trying to, like... Um, check off random, you know, like boxes of 
things we must fulfill to be a successful Cartoon Network show. It felt like all of the humor and the storyline was coming from a place of like, oh yeah, I genuinely think that this would be nice and fun. Yeah, like what I'm trying to figure out is what's the difference between like nice whimsy and just being like a hack and especially in terms of like character design for instance because like all three shows had an anthropomorphized pizza as one of the characters that's true so like i'm just trying to figure out like what went right in gumball that went so wrong in the other two like i think it has to come from a few because i think there's whimsy and then there's like like a ha 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 so random Mm-hmm. And I think that whimsy has to come from a place of it making sense for a character or impacting a character in an actual way. Like, it has to still fit within the world building that you've done, and it can be really goofy and weird and strange, but it still serves some sort of purpose. Whereas all of, like, the Uncle Grandpa stuff was just like, oh, now he's eating his own legs and there's no rhyme or reason to it, mm-hmm. and it impacts the storyline not at all, and it doesn't make sense. Because I think I think that you like hit the nail on the head, and that it's about character. Because mm-hmm. like that's something that Pendleton Ward, creator of Adventure Time, is just like amazing at. Is like he can create, and like I know from like seeing things of him on Twitter that this is like how he does it. Is like he will create a character literally just from like what would be something really funny to design, right? Mm -hmm. But then he can, he has this ability to like give it like a soul in like the shortest amount of time. Like some of my favorite characters from Adventure Time are people that like showed up on screen for like just a few seconds and they would just have like kind of outlandish character designs, but like with the mixture of like what line they had and their voicing and things like that. Like you really empathize with that character in this absurd way. And like, I feel like Gumball was able to pull that out, like with the look mommy larceny line (laughs) and things like that, that um, the other two shows didn't even try to attempt. Like there seemed to be no real connection between like the character design and like the dialogue or voice or anything like that yeah well it's like you take that little that little pizza man and you can come at it from an angle of like you know what i think will probably appeal to kids and or people who have just smoked a lot of weed a little talking pizza and just like slap it on the page or you can be like i'm going to give that little pizza man a little soul and a little character motivation mm-hmm. you know yeah. and like a, a little like actual entertaining voice so cat yep now that we've seen some current cartoon network shows let's hear your pitch you're going to create a create a new cartoon for cartoon network that will appeal to the audience of stone children <laughs> What are you making? Okay. First thing, gotta have an anthropomorphized pizza in there, because that's clearly a requirement. So he's in there. He's a side character. He's not important. I just want you to know that he's there. Of course. Um, let's talk let's talk let's talk art style. Okay. I'm not an artist, so I'm gonna hire someone to help me come up with a really cool uh conceptualization for a unique and 
organic art style. So you're going so, about this pitch in an interesting way. I know that that will be there too. <laughs> like when we when we've pitched episodes in the past, you've never been like, "Hey, I'm not a cinematographer." So I'll let you know straight off the bat, I will hire a cinematographer that knows how to work a camera. So don't be worried about that. That's because in the past I haven't taken these pitches seriously, but I feel like this is truly what my life has been building up to. I'm just saying my cartoon that, like, pitch. I think that that is understood an understood practice that maybe if you're in here pitching the story <laughs> and core concept of a cartoon that you might be planning to hire other people if the <laughs> uh, pitch goes to series. I just want you to know that there will be a cool art style as yet undetermined. But and there, you don't have any idea what that no, would be. And there will be a pizza man, but okay. not a man who sells you pizza, a, a, a pizza who is a man. So can we jump into the pitch now? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, here's my pitch for a very good Cartoon Network show. It's going to star a very small and very kind and very anxious muskrat. His name is Beelzebub. Um, and he lives in a world that is populated um, by food-themed people. So there's um, there's uh, breakfast Marjorie. She she's a she's a woman who's made of breakfast foods. Um, there's pancake James. You'd think that the pancakes would be part of the breakfast thing, but they're not. They're part of pancake James. Um, there's Spaghetti Spagooter. Um, he's the principal at the school <laughs> that the muskrat goes to. What was the muskrat's name? It doesn't matter. Hazelbub. Well, the thing with the with with the muskrat is that his name changes from scene to scene. So in in the first scene, his name is Beelzebub, but then in the second same scene, his name is um, Samantha. Anyway, he goes to a high school, um, and the principal is Spaghetti Spagooter. Um, and they're like best friends and spaghetti spaghetti is always like, Hey, um, Kringington, the muskrat helped me really improve this school. And the very small, very kind, very anxious muskrat is just always trying to improve, um, the school and like come up with cool programs that will like appeal to the kids and get them invested in, in after school activities. And he's always trying to like go talk to, uh, the school board to, um, reexamine the curriculum and maybe like make it a little, like, you know, get some better pedagogy in there. Um, and, and kind of come up with fun, creative, hands-on ways for kids to learn, you know, appeal to the, not just the, not just the visual learners, but like the auditory learners, the kinesthetic learners, the people who like to kind of go out in nature and experience things, people who are in that way. Um, but then also he, at night, he, he does another thing and it's a secret thing. And the thing that he does at night is he, <laughs> Um, he, yes. he lives in a porta potty. The end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was the most panicked I've ever felt. <laughs> he just kept staring at me and I didn't know how to stop. That was the worst moment of my life. <laughs> well, I'd watch it. Thank you. Can I hear your pitch now? Yeah, here's my pitch. Okay. It's a cartoon about Beyonce's submarine. Whoa. 
like an anthropomorphized submarine, and it's like what she's doing when Beyonce isn't piloting it. Oh, what's the name of the submarine? Taylor Swift. <laughs> Any relation? Yes. Yeah? Beyonce turned Taylor Swift into a submarine <laughs> after Single Ladies didn't win the video of the year at the VMAs. Um, can you... Or the Grammys. <laughs> Sorry, not the VMAs. <laughs> um, what, what kind of, like, adventures does Taylor Swift go on? Like, she's mostly trying to turn herself back into a human. Pretty bleak, huh? I guess so. Yeah, I feel sad hearing the description of your show. I don't feel happy. I don't feel the cartoon joy. There's also an anthropomorphized pizza. Okay, I'm back on board. Thank you so much for listening this week. This has been the only fan cast. If you like what you heard today, please consider going to iTunes and rating and subscribing to our show. It really makes a big difference in helping people uh, find this podcast, and we really appreciate it. I wanted to give a shout out to our new reviews this week. D Bear 15, M Anderson Comedy, Jordan Raybould, Michael K5280, 007NYC, and Brook of Mormon. Thank you so much. We very, very much appreciate the review. And we're sorry for yelling at you. Um, if you want to suggest uh, shows for us to watch, uh, you can find us at OnlyFanCast on Facebook and Twitter. And if you know how to get our show onto the dark web, please let us know. I've been Kyle. I've been Kat. Next week, we're going to watch Wings. I love you. I love you, too.